Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to Art Nerds. Welcome back. This is the podcast where we get to talk to our nerdy friends about their art. My name is Michael Bryan, and today I have with me on the other microphone, after many, many emails and messages back and forth, <laughs> I finally get her at the table. This is my friend Erin Kaufman. How are you? Oh, I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I'm glad we finally, <laughs> yes. after what, three weeks of this? Oh my goodness. Yeah. So many back and forth, like the day of, <laughs> oh no, I can't make it. Yeah, like, and, <laughs> and on both our parts, it's just been, it's been a long, crunchy yeah. semester. So anyway, it's busy. <laughs> it has been busy, but I'm glad you made it. I am so glad you made it. Thank um, you. okay. Erin, tell us what is your art? Um, I have a lot of different arts. <laughs> I would say right now, uh, the one that I've been focusing a lot on is actually um, the D&D campaigns that I'm part of, whether I'm playing or DMing. Yes, D&D, nerd, <laughs> finally. Everybody I talk to says, everybody's a little bit into a it, little bit. <laughs> but you're the first one that says, that's my art. I'm very into it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How so? I mean, um, well... Gosh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's probably been, it's a couple of years now. Um, and to be, to be honest, it's actually kind of a, a newer um, sort of art that I've been really diving into. Um, my sister got me into it because she started um, watching the very famous Critical Role. Mm -hmm. And um, she actually just like randomly mentioned it to my family one day, um, my younger brother and like his group of friends. And they really are not like your stereotypical D&D people. So she kind of just threw it out there like, oh, if you guys ever wanted to do a campaign, we could. And they were like, yeah, let's go to Enchantment Alley. Like, let's buy, you know, like the source books. Let's do all this kind of stuff. And so we like all did it right then and there. And then we kind of dove, dove into it. And they have since sort of like fallen out of it. But her and I have just dived right in. Like, we just love it. <laughs> that, yeah, that's funny because uh, my youngest, Grace, she went to Eastern for college in her sophomore year. She came back one spring break and says, okay, I'm doing this with you guys. Yep. <laughs> and she did, a, and she helped us roll up characters yep. and do a little one shot. And that was about five years ago. Mm. And uh, as you can see, I am now. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I didn't even see all those as yeah, I came I am, in. I am up to my nostrils in it as well. Yeah. So <laughs> Rivals our collection for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, uh, do you, th is Dungeons and Dragons an art form to you? And in, in what, what way? Because, yeah. I mean, I have an answer for that for myself. Right, right. It but... is for me. So as someone who has studied theater and been really into theater all my life as well, um, it's 100% an art form for me because it, it feels very similar to that in the sense of I get to act a character. Mm -hmm. I get to learn about this character. Um, and I feel like I'm pulling a lot of similarities between them. Like when I work on a character in a show that I'm in, I always relate it to myself somehow. And I feel like most actors and actresses do that. Right. And so when you're creating a character, no matter what you do and no matter how opposite you try and make it, you're gonna have part of you in it, you know, because you are playing it. Like right. your personality always bleeds, always, in, always yes. bleeds in. Yes. Uh, so, Aaron is also uh, an actor. Yes. Um, and and um, quite a talented actor. Oh, thank you. Uh, no, I will not. I will not joke about that. Um, so yeah, that makes perfect sense. That mm -hmm. 
that art form bleeds in. Absolutely. Uh, now you said you also dungeon master. You also yes. run games. Yes. Uh huh. I'm running uh, running one right now, um, and I want to do more because the one that I'm doing it was it's it has a source book, so it's like based off of a world that's already created. Mm-hmm. But I'm creating the story of it. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah. So like there, you know, there'll be maps and like all these kinds of like locations and things and some characters that they give you. Like already you could use this, you know, mm-hmm. but then all of that, the rest of that I get to make up. Um, and I, I like that a lot. It's, it's, <laughs> it's helpful for my brain to have like structure because I don't know if I have the capacity to create, I know I have the capacity to create something wholly on my own, but it feels so overwhelming <laughs> for it's my a- brain to focus on. <laughs> Agreed. Um, yeah. Cause we did a, we did a campaign out of the Eberron setting. Oh Yeah. Love and that. it was actually a two-year campaign. Uh-huh. Oh, and but Eber, you know, but if you've read Eberron, that setting, it's massive. So big. <laughs> yeah. So big. And we didn't get to a t- you know. Do you like 90% you feel like you do it. yeah, you feel like you're getting to the tip of the iceberg with it. Like it just is there's so much. And I'm and it's really cool though, because the the one that I'm doing is the Wild Mount, um, okay. which is the very, mm-hmm. like I said before, critical roles, uh Matthew Mercer's world. Right. Um and I like he has so much material in there, but I love how much is just left up to you. And yeah. already I am, and I'm very well versed in watching these as well, but like already there's so many things that I'm like, I liked this, but I'm going to change this and I'm going to do that, you know, like, and I'm going to, I'm going to do it this way and this fits my story better, you know, and that right. sort of so thing. Right. So there's the art. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I would say the art is 100% creation. Like it is just... I am someone who loves to storytell, which is mm. probably what drew, drew me into acting the most as well. Right. Um, and so with something like this, I can just create my own story. But then you're also watching so many other people's stories unfold because the players, I have six players in my campaign, um, and they each have their own individual story. And it's so cool to like try and tie them all together right. or like focus on this one right now and like oh they give me this tidbit about their backstory so i'm gonna go with it that way and like it's oh it's so cool so do you consider yourself a writer yes Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's one of the art forms that i've enjoyed before i mean i used to write um I used to write like a lot of fan fiction actually. Um, and then like my own stories, like I've, I've always been like a, uh, writer probably since I was like 14 or 15. Um, but I like this sort of form because I don't have to, I don't have to type everything. I don't have to really have it all laid out in front of me. There's a okay. lot of ad lib with it, but then okay. it becomes part of the story. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I, I feel the same way. I'm not, I'm not a writer. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've tried. I'm not good at it. Really? I can't do it. Um, I'm much more of a physical thing person, mm. but didn't you write that play that we were in at Parkland? Which one? The um, Kazam. I did not was write that. The, no, okay, that was that was that was that was, somebody, that was that was a different person. I really I thought that yeah, man, that was so long ago. <laughs> I've been doing theater a long time. <laughs> okay, that was six years ago. Yeah. Well, okay, that's not that long. But <laughs> it's a whole pandemic ago. So. <laughs> six years—that's that's a significant amount. Um, but uh, uh, no, I, I'm not a good writer. Uh, but what I enjoy about like DMing is the—it's like you said—it's the storytelling. Yeah. But I love, love, love the contribute you know the 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 joint storytelling the group yes. mind of the whole thing so it doesn't matter what i spit out 
something more interesting comes back yes, tenfold. And absolutely. Like, oh, I don't know if you had that kind of same yeah. experience. I, yeah, I 100% agree. I, and I think that's one of the, my most fun, kind of like what I was saying about ad lib. It's one of the reasons I love that so much is because you can have this whole, and I'm sure every DM would say this, you can have this whole plan laid out in front of you oh, and my... inevitably your characters are going to go the opposite <laughs> direction <laughs> or they're going to find that one little loophole that you just didn't think of. And so you're like, okay, I have to roll with this now. Right. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Uh, uh, the last session we had, I had four or five pages of, you know, I'm, I'm get, trying to get it. So it just bullet points. This, yes. This, this, yes. This. <laughs> nope. They decided to make up buildings and rooms that I hadn't even thought about. Yep. <laughs> well, and I've come to the point now where I have so much like planned out and then so much of the big picture that when we're in sessions, I, I have been telling them for, for weeks now that I'm like, you guys have got to start taking notes on these things because I will not remember. <laughs> like if it's some random character I made up in the moment, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, write their name down because I will not. <laughs> I'm not going to remember it. <laughs> I, yeah, so you don't keep copious notes on your... Um, Man, if I did, I don't think I would get anything done. <laughs> but I have copious notes in like very different formats. Like I have, I've started to create like all these different you know, because I, like I said before, everybody has a different story. So now I have my own document for like each different character and how it's going to relate to the bigger picture. But wow. and now I'm just starting to have like <laughs> too many things, <laughs> too many eggs in the basket. Yeah. How many, how, how long is this, how is your campaign been going on? So it's been going on for, um, it will be two years in August <gasps> actually, um, because we started during the pandemic, um, which is very interesting. Actually, I will say that going on a little tangent there. Um, it's one of the reasons why I was like, I was one of the very lucky few who was somehow blessed during the pandemic because I had so much time on my hands and I had always wanted to DM, but I had never done it. And I had all, all of a sudden all this free time. And so I just dove into it oh. and I reached out to people. We got, um, and I actually had a character a player who started with us, but he had to leave cause he was too busy. And now I had I added two different ones and have since added one more. So it's like it started as five, then it was, or sorry, started, yeah, as five, then it added as five. Now it's crazy. Right. <laughs> of a lot of players. Um, but yeah, it'll be, we started, uh, our first official session was August of 2020. Um, and we don't meet very often because we do have a lot of busy schedules. Yeah. I, rarely we get to meet more than two times a month, but it's still but so much fun every twice time. Twice a month for two years though is yeah. still... It's a big time commitment. It is a big time commitment. Yeah. And in terms of the creativity and the writing and the storytelling, mm. your story is huge at this point. Yeah. I and I feel think. like we've barely even touched on some of this stuff. Like I felt like just recently we've gotten into some of the really nitty gritty. <laughs> now I'm like, hey. Finally. <laughs> like, get to the yeah. Because huh? <laughs> we did, I, we did start, um, for those who don't know, with the source book that I started, we started at level one. Um, the very beginning you can be basically. And the adventure, there was a starting adventure in the book that takes you from level one to level three. Okay. And then from there you get to branch out on your own. So I had that much written out for me, um, in the sense of like, they had a dungeon already made. They right. had, you know, like the items you can get and that sort of thing. Um, and it was from that point on that, that probably took us, a, that took us a good like month or two to get through. But then from that point on, it was all us. It was all you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. That, that is so yeah. much fun. Um, what really turns you on about it? I mean, mm. yeah, I mean, I see how it uh, taps into your other creative <laughs> outlets. And yeah. of course, being an actor and a theater yeah. person, you can't help but see the parallels. Yes. I. But is there something 
Like something in particular. Something, I don't know, or maybe even just oddly personal about yeah. it. Yeah. And if you can choose not to answer this. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I love the personal. Um, I think that for me, um, storytelling in particular is a very good sense of who I am, which is very weird to say because oftentimes, and I use this when I talk about acting as well, when you're acting or storytelling, like in the sense you're being someone else. But as I said before, you're always bringing part of you into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I am never more me than when I am creating or telling a story and really like getting into it, whether that's getting into the voices of a character or whether that's like, what's their motivation behind this and that and the other thing. And then, and I also just love to like to bring people together. And so having, having the sense of, you know, like all, like I said before, all these different stories that you're tying into one and it's kind of a running joke that D and D is sort of like tabletop therapy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I genuinely think it actually can be really helpful. Um, as far as the community that you have and, you know, if you're playing with the right people and, Mm -hmm. um, and I, I've, I've seen that in my campaign at least. Like I just recently, um, we kind of had to deal with this, uh, my sister um, is in the campaign with me and she's like my absolute best friend and her something really major happened with her character, but it turned out to be really bad for the rest of the party. And so she was telling me how she had to deal with this. She was like, I have to deal with this. Like these characters are mad at me, not the people. And we were like, <laughs> yeah, like, but, but it's kind of interesting. Cause you have to like get around that kind of stuff with people and be like, no, like I'm not mad at you. I'm perfectly fine with you. But like the character's pissed, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and it's just, it's so cool. You see all these different dynamics with people. And I, I just, I love that about humans in general. So it's always drawn me to it. it it's yeah. I, I will completely 100% agree yeah. with you. Cause there's something like, uh, even being on stage and yeah. it's going really well and the audience is with you. And your fellow actors, everybody is just on point. And yep. There's a feeling when you know. Yeah. When you like, when you're just, and it's so hard to describe, but when, when you're doing it right and when you feel like you're in that moment and everybody else is too, you just get this like, yeah, there's this, this moment, this feeling. Yeah. There's <laughs> yeah. this high that you just yes. cannot. Yeah. And it's, it, 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 it's always so fleeting. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've said it, but yeah, I, yeah. I completely... I, I will mention too that um, I think something that drew me in before I officially started DMing too, like I'd been in a couple of campaigns, like I was playing with a few, um, but I mentioned this before and I'll probably mention them a lot because they're integral for me, but I remember watching an episode of Critical Role that was so... It was so intense and I watched this player because my sister had described it to me, like what was going Mm -hmm. on, the background. And I watched this player. It's like one of their very ending campaigns. um, And I watched the player make a decision and you can see it in his face. He had this decision planned this whole entire time and then something crazy happens and now he has to go a different direction. And you can see it in his face when he like loses this joy because he was going to help another character. It's this long story. But like... I just loved watching that real human moment because they're, they're acting, (laughs) but I watched it like, oh no, he's genuinely upset. And it was like, it was so cool to be able to see that kind of emotion, like coming from, you know, what people regard as play. Right. Like, but it's genuine, it's so genuine and so human. That's interesting Mm -hmm. because it's, um, suddenly I'm aware that things like Critical Role and playing Dungeons and Dragons Mm -hmm. or any roles, any tabletop game like that. You're not just, you're, I mean, if you're watching somebody else play, you're watching both the actor and the character at the same time. Mm -hmm. 
So there's this kind of double layer of yes. emotional quality yeah. and sometimes they mesh, sometimes they don't. So true. And it's that, I mean, you can, there's many different like forms to enjoy that sort of stuff. Like I know some people that just strictly listen to it like as podcasts, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah, t that's absolutely great too. You still get a lot of that character stuff, but there is something about watching them do it. And again, my sister and I have actually been to a couple of their live performances. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. oh, We've been fun. to like three, I think now. Oh, um, you're hardcore fans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it is, it is a whole, it's like, it's that feeling you were talking about earlier. It's a whole other level being in that room with all of these people that love the same thing and they're like all enjoying it, but you're like watching other people do it. It's just, it's really interesting. It's yeah, very I, fun though. Yeah, but I just, but it's the, but for me, it's the idea of you're, you're watching, like you said, there's nothing more honest than what's right. going on behind the yep. eyes. Because <laughs> yep. you can tell these people like love the characters and they really got into it. And again, I think it's part of them, you know, because you put yourself into a character and now having played a couple characters like this, I can understand yeah. where it would be devastating to lose a character. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I remember the first campaign I ever played uh, as a character, somebody else DM'd it and about five or six uh, sessions in, one of the other characters was killed off mm. and it, we're, we're all just sitting around in dumb silence yep. for whoa, 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 <laughs> it's like wait can i do can i do this can i bring it oh nope it's like it's gone yeah it's like yeah. there was nothing we could do yeah i mean the, i mean it's just a stupid game yeah. but man you get so attached mm -hmm. to and these. there is that level of like because of course the DM can always do what they want, but but when you're playing by the rules and you're doing some of these stuff, there is this level of like, oh yes, my character could die at any moment. Yeah, so you do have that little fear. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's, it's I think it's it's uh, it's fascinating, and I, I'm guilty of it myself, but getting so involved mm -hmm. and so hung up with these avatars of ourselves. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think it's so amazing. I know my my sister runs a campaign, and it's my I played the character that I've first ever played, and I'm so attached to him and i'm like I, he can't die like i told her i was like he can't die but of course we could yeah he could yeah yep. yeah that first campaign i still have the character sheet mm -hmm. he's i will play him again somewhere yeah. sometime yeah. yeah cause i'm so attached to him yeah um so matt mercer critical role all mm -hmm. that that crowd a big inspiration for you yes. are there any other heroes or muses or um funny enough i don't i don't think he would be so surprised if i said this but um my dad actually used to play D D. Um, he but, old school? Yes. Yeah. Like he, he used to play, um, he actually, I think, you know, Dean Geiken. Um, I know Dean. They used to play together. Oh, really? They went to high school together and everything. And, oh. um, but this is so funny because this is during that time when like, you know, and they, they come from this very small town and, and this was from that time of the, I, I always call it the satanic panic. Yeah. In they, the yeah, sense of like, yeah, with the D and D is the devil. <laughs> like it's, it's and so devil. he, yeah. you know, because it talks about demons and things and, and he, um, we grew up very religious. And they, like, that was never anything that was on our radar. Like, it was, wasn't even something we were allowed to, like, we weren't even allowed to watch Pokemon, you know, all this kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and only recently in these past years did we all, you know, obviously becoming our own people. And once we started getting into it, it's been so funny to watch my dad watch us play because he's, he said it to us. He was like, never would I have thought that, like, my kids would be into D&D &D because I was... 
I, I loved it when I was young, but then it was so, we were so against it. And then he's like, now it's so fun watching you guys play. And we actually did, um, it was two years ago, um, for Christmas, my sister found us like a tiny little one shot. And then we just like rolled these random characters and just played for like two or three hours. And it was so fun to watch my dad play. So your dad played. Yes. Yeah. And then he didn't. And he doesn't anymore. Yeah. Like he hasn't. And he has told me that he maybe wants to show up as like a one character in my campaign sometime. (laughs) I've told him that would be so fun. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. It's so he did not play for a really long time. Um, And so in that sense, I don't know if I'd call him like a hero in it, but it is very cool to watch it, watch D&D, like do so many different things for so many different people. Because like Mm -hmm. I said, when we did that Christmas little one shot, it was like, I saw this whole other side of my dad that I had never seen before. And he was so playful and like so fun and just absolutely loved it. And I was like, yeah, I, I can I can see where this would have been you in like your prime. <laughs> like yeah, it would have. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I would cool. want. You, yeah, I want to dig, get him in more. <laughs> yes, exactly. Me too. I want to be like, hey, like come join us more Dad. often. <laughs> yeah, just do a family campaign. <laughs> like, and it's funny to see my like my mom was not about it. She was like, no, like I don't. She's she felt very self conscious, like acting or portraying something else, mm-hmm. and she was like, yeah, I just don't think it's for me. But and I was like, that's okay. It's not for everybody, but. For my dad, I want to get him yeah. back into it. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because when uh, my daughter, Gracie, she when she brought it home, she had this little thing set up. And it was yeah. just the four of us, me yeah. and my wife and the two girls. And we got into it. All mm. four of us got into it. We had all you played. never played before then? Um, I played once in high school. I just stumbled upon I was going over to a friend's house to pick something mm. up. And he and his brother and some other friends were playing. So I sat down and played with them for an hour, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, but never touched it, touched it again until wow. until Grace brought it home, and then my book collection started. <laughs> now it's and this, yeah. You so do you play in campaigns? Did you DM as well? I uh, I do most of the DMing at okay. this point. Yeah. Yeah. We did this two year Eberron thing, mm. and when they finally killed the big bad, I had no more plans, so we just did this award ceremony and that was it oh i love that and then we uh kind of one shot it you know it, this was the covid time so mm. we were online and we yeah. weren't very good at it so now we have just started another campaign oh amazing but this is one i've created the world oh really this is no books <gasps> nothing Ooh. so it's um <laughs> we started this one and it's going really well it's it's no it's it's so little combat. This group doesn't like we don't do well with combat. Yeah. So which is interesting. So it's uh it's a lot of old Victorian mystery kind of stuff. Oh, that sounds amazing. And see, that's the other thing I was going to mention. One of the things I love so much is the versatility of D&D because mm-hmm. it is not like I think, you know, when most people hear it, you think that very classic like fantasy, that you know, Lord of the Rings like medieval you know, kind medieval, of yeah. yeah, that kind of thing, which I love, absolutely. Um, But there's so many different things you can do. And like I knew um, my brother was part of a campaign that was doing like a futuristic like Star Wars, like where they were using lots of Star Wars like characters and things. And, but then they were making it all their own. And like, my brother was a Jawa and like, you know, like (laughs) all these things. It's just so cool. You can make it whatever you want. Right. Any story. Victorian. Like it it just, it's anything. Yeah. And I think that's what's cool about it. Cause you can paint your fandom over the top of 
a yes. tabletop game. <laughs> yes. For lack of a metaphor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You could, I like that. You could paint your fandom. It's so yeah, true. Yeah. 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 Um, so is there anything about this that you don't like about D and D? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, oh there is. There is. Oh um, unfortunately, fandom actually can be part of it. Um, just like most everything, I feel like there is still a lot of, um, there can still be a lot of like male domination in a lot of areas. Mm -hmm. Um, there's still a stereotype of like women, nerdy women, um, who are, you know, just used to be sexualized or, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I thankfully have never experienced that on my own. Um, I feel like I have curated the, you know, campaigns that I'm in and I know the people that I play with, well enough to know that's not ever going to be part right. of it. Um, but there's still stuff that I have seen um, and I have heard stories from people. And so that that's part of the um, part that I think is hopefully changing. And I have seen some change in it. And um, D&D as a whole, I know there was some, there's been some issues with um, even like racism within the, uh, like the class system and, the, you know, this, that, and the other thing right. that they're always working to fix that too. And so that's great. But I, I mean, I think there's always going to be some sorts of issues with things that are right. creation based. But again, I'm lucky enough to not have had any horror stories, but I have heard. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would, I, I agree. I, I, I've heard the same things, yeah. but in my experience, in my YouTube scrolling and in my podcast listening, yes. um, I don't hear a lot of it. Good. And matter of fact, some of, uh, some of my favorite D and D creators are female, mm. you know, and they're just cool rules people, yeah. you know, and they come up with some great stuff. Mm. And it's I don't see it as a, and maybe I'm just naive or lucky, yeah. one or the other, but I don't see it as a male dominated because mm. you know my campaign we've got yeah. a, a pretty even split, male female, Good. awesome, yeah, and um. But yeah, that's an that's an interesting yeah. take on it. Yeah, and I've I, I've gone to like <clears throat> a few conventions and things where um, I mean, there's always going to be problems at conventions, but <laughs> um, but I mean, it's one of the reasons why I think I get I would be nervous to like jump into a one shot or like a you know even just at some places in town, you know how they do. Um, I, I think I mentioned it before, like Enchantment Alley or like a couple other local stores will do like tabletop gaming nights and things and I, I would be nervous to jump into anything with people that I don't know um, just because of well right as anywhere you're gonna go but strangers are scary sometimes yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah and some of those yeah. game stores are a little yeah. dark and <laughs> sketchy yeah. <laughs> but for the most part like you said I, I think that it is it does a wonderful job of being very um, inclusive and yeah. I am I'm very excited to see that continue because I do think that yeah, I, I think, you know, I'm seeing a lot more female-led campaigns or, you know, like just this, that, and the other thing, and it, it it's encouraging. Um, now this, I'm going to ask you if you agree with this. Mm. Um, in my experience, there seems to be uh, a difference between um, this old, the, the, there's a different faction of gamers, especially with D&D, &D, where there's a pile of them that stick to the rules. You know, it's the it's the rules lawyers, it's right. the min maxers, it's the right. guys who uh, play the numbers and not the right. characters. Right. And then there's uh, another faction that plays the characters. Yeah. 
you know, we're more into the storytelling. And that sounds more like where you're at. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, I 100% think there is room for both. Um, right. You just have to be communicative and with your DM or with your party about what you're interested in. Right. Because I've seen, um, and actually we, I'm like, whenever I started my campaign and when my sister does hers, um, we have this, there's like this little, um, sheet that we found which is like D consent form basically and it like it asks like are there things about horror that you don't like are there yeah, yeah, you know yeah. this that and the other yeah. thing for when we do a session zero um and you know for those who don't play D, &D session zero is like the session you do like before you start the campaign and you go over this stuff with your players and say what are we comfortable with what should we avoid you right. know that sort of thing and i don't always see that i think that's a very good thing to do <laughs> um and i would right. encourage everyone to do it um just for your comfort but yes, I, I am absolutely way more of a role play. And it's funny you mentioned that earlier. We said that there's your characters don't do combat much. I am also in a campaign that I don't gosh, the last time we did combat was probably like four sessions ago. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, but we play for like four hours every time. Yeah. And we're just role playing. Like we are these characters. Yeah. Like and it's and kudos to the DM, you know, she keeps us going with that. And sometimes it's nice as a DM to let your players do that because you just get to sit back and go. Let them argue. What are you going to do? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Furiously keeping notes in your head about, let them argue. Oh, oh they're, they're going to do this. this. Yeah. That's a good idea. This, yeah. Um, but I, and, and I think for me personally, I think I struggle with players that are more of the analytical side mm -hmm. because of the storyteller creator that I am. Right. And again, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just know personally, I would have a harder yeah. time enjoying a campaign where somebody was more strict like that yeah because um we my my group that we did the eberron campaign we played as strict to the the player's handbook 5e rules yeah and it was it was tough because there's a lot of rules yeah and it turned out there was a lot of stuff we just didn't use yep. so we started our second campaign here and i've i stripped it down like here's two sheets of rules that we're really going to stick with yeah. <laughs> and you know and so far we've enjoyed it more because mm -hmm. it is more role playing it yeah. is more storytelling um uh, now do you think that this uh gender gap in uh the the D&D &D community is that split evenly with the old you know the old school people who play tactically versus mm. the people who play story wise, story -wise. yeah um, do you see that or am i making a generalization no i i think there is merit behind it i have seen um in the areas that i have seen people be gatekeeped <laughs> yeah. for lack of a better word um i typically do see that to be a little more male um more strategic and more of the uh you have to play it this way, you know, kind of a thing. Right. Okay. Um, but I, again, I, that could just be the stuff that I've personally witnessed. Um, and I, I think that there's, everybody has that chance to do that and everybody could make the choice. Like I, I think a, I've seen a woman be, you know, very stickler of the rules too. It's, mm -hmm. it, it, it goes every single which way. Um, but I, I think in, Primarily, if I was speaking a general term, I think I have seen more men be more of the, I want to stick to the rules, you have to play it this way kind right. of thing. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I've got one guy in my campaign. As as good a storyteller is, as good yeah. as an improv guy he is, he 
he invents weapons. <laughs> I know to the, do I know the, the guy. Cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, there might be more than one, but yeah. They're, yes, they're, exactly. I, yeah, I was going to say, I know that person. So I will, yeah. that's why I allow it. Mm-hmm. They're really creative, so I, I allow it most of the time. Yes, I tend to, and I'm not the one who coined this, but I absolutely tend to play by the rule of cool. And I'm like, if you can explain to me why you think your character is doing this, or if it's just super cool, I, I'll probably let you do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I, yeah there's yeah. very little. I- <laughs> yes, exactly. Cause, cause, yeah. yeah, we're finally to that mm-hmm. point where, okay, here's the world. Here's who we are. We yeah. Can, yeah that's what fun. can and can't you do? And I, I personally, I love to encourage my players to do stupid things <laughs> because it creates <laughs> wonderful <best>. stories <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and so much fun. And so sometimes, you know, if they're like, I'm going to do this, I'm like, oh yeah, you can try. Let's go. Yeah. Like, let's see you do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, our last session, we had two people try to ride a coffin into the graveyard. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> like, I, you real, oh, yep. fine. You're like, all right. Right. Roll <laughs> for think, it. See if you do it. I think one of the things I love about D&D is that you just fail so spectacularly. You know, there's almost never like oh, yeah. a, yeah, it's like there's that, you get the nat one and a lot of times there's just so much you can do with that mm-hmm. as a DM and it, it's just, I almost always turned out to be funny, you know, like yeah. it, sometimes it does, it does create difficult situations, but there are challenges that you're okay, going to have to get out of. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this little, this is one of the, the rules hack we use now. Um, we don't use any kind of uh, DC mm. or target numbers. Um, I found a little, I'll give it to you later, but it's just a list. When you roll this, like one through 10 on a D20, it's a failure. Oh. You go 11, 12, 13, or 14, it's a success, but with this huge caveat. Right. And then anything over a 15 is a, su- like is a success yeah. without consequences. Oh. But it's those middle numbers, that were <laughs> those ones that you usually hit yeah. anyway. Yeah. And so on any check, I, do, I don't make up a number anymore because I, you know, as a DM, I hate figuring that stuff out. Yes. But it's fun because if they roll those middle numbers, yes, you get to do it, but three of the guards just saw you do it and yes. now everybody's... <laughs> <laughs> you know. And here's a little, I have to say, here's a little secret into my DMing, which is... Again, every DM is going to be different. And this is how you know I'm not a stickler for rules is that when I'm coming up with my DC numbers, sometimes I haven't come up with them until the person has rolled and they're like, oh, I got a 12. And I'm like, nah. okay, that's enough. Or like, yeah, no, that's not near. You know, like sometimes do, it'll yeah. be, because mm-hmm, oh, I, I, again, I like to storytell and I'm like, how is this going to advance the story? Is them knowing this information going to get them further or should it, should we keep it from them so that they have to discover, you know, yeah, like they yeah, have to yeah. try harder. Absolutely. So a lot of it is me in the, on the spot going, I don't want you to know this. Yeah. Or, yeah, sure. You can have it. Like, yeah. I see that I, I hated finding and making those numbers up. Yes. So I found this system where I don't have to. Yeah. I like that. I like that system. Oh yeah. Almost. Oh, so oh, close. Too bad. Yeah. But then coming up with the, with the, the negative results is mm, the storytelling so part. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know that's the DM's least, favorite part is when you fail. <laughs> like. <laughs> Not really, guys. <laughs> Not always. I want you to succeed as much as I want you to fail. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun it's for just me. It's fun. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about your theater? or? Yeah. I, mean, I Absolutely. I'm down to talk about anything. <laughs> okay. Well, then tell me. I mean, Aaron is also... Uh, a heavyweight here in the local theater scene. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> that's very kind. <laughs> that's not, that, that's a metaphor. Um, how did you get into theater? 
I um, mean, tell me. Uh, yeah, I, okay, so I was homeschooled, actually. Oh, really? Um, mm-hmm. I homeschooled K through 12. Bless my mom. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she she homeschooled, I always tell this too, um, four of us. There's four of my siblings and my older brother's two and a half years, older sister's one and a half years older than me, and then my younger brother's four years. And she did K through 12, all of us. <laughs> so oh. bless her heart, my mom's a saint. Um, but in, I think it was in middle school, um, it would have been the very, like, very beginnings of middle school. Um, there were some uh, auditions for a play. And I actually didn't audition for it. But my mom found out that the homeschool community here in town was like, hey, there's theater. I think you would really enjoy this. Ever since I was a kid, I have been in front of the camera whenever the camera's around. <laughs> like, I was absolutely the person. Like, there is a literal video of me doing a dance for my mom when I'm, like, three years old. And, you know, she's got the camera on me. And she's like, oh, okay, that's really good. And she turns it away. And I grab the camera and turn it back. And I say, no, there's, like, 20 more minutes of this. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I have loved to be seen. Oh, that um, explains so much. Doesn't it? <laughs> so, um, so she basically like forced me into this, which is a nice way to put it, because I did want to do it, but I was very nervous at first and was like, no, like I don't want to do this extracurricular activity and everything. Um, but she was like, you really should, you should love it. And then the funny story is that I actually performed on Parkland stage. Um, so the very first show I was ever in, we did it with the community, mm-hmm. but Parkland let us use their stage and oh. I performed in Hamlet. Um, Hamlet, the Shakespeare Hamlet. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then all throughout middle school and high school, all I did was Shakespeare because the one girl, the one lady in, um, our homeschool community, um, she only directed, uh, Shakespeare. She went, she did our town once, but I actually wasn't part of that one. Um, so all I had ever done throughout middle school, high school was Shakespeare. And I, I, I adore it. I actually am a huge Shakespeare nerd. <laughs> like I've, I've awesome. come into loving it. Um, but then I started Parkland College and I had always wanted to do like musicals and, you know, like that kind of thing aside from a play. Musicals had always been so fun. My best friend went to Central. I saw her in all these shows and mm. I was just like, oh, I want to do a musical so bad. Um, and the first show I was in at Parkland was Fiddler on the Roof. Oh. And I got the joy of playing Seidel. Um, and I just, I mean, I knew from like, if I, if I hadn't left theater before, I knew from that point on that it was just going to be something I did all my life. Like I, and then ever since then I have done as much as I can, <laughs> but, um, I, I do prefer musicals cause I love to sing and dance and act, you know, all right. three. Um, but plays have such a like deep, lovely space in my heart and, yeah. and Shakespeare in particular. Cause then I did get to do a Shakespeare show with Parkland and it was amazing. The difference between like not only directors, but just different sides of you know there was the homeschool th- uh, theater shakespeare and then there's like a public school you know theater in shakespeare right. and like it was just it was it was so unique and i i love every bit what of an, it. Um, what a fantastic education yeah in terms of the arts yeah and it it's yeah it really taught me i think doing so much shakespeare at such a young age really taught me a lot about theater that i didn't really know because we were again we were so small that I didn't know about all these other things that had to do with productions like I didn't know there's like whole things you can do with lighting and then like all these different sounds and things because we just did it all on our own like we would literally bring in the lights we would perform at a um, little church here in town that only had two sets of pews so three aisles and one little stage and that was where we performed every single show 
So like when I got on Parkland for that, I guess besides the first one, but when I finally got on Parkland, you know, and when I was in the theater uh, department, when I was actually studying it and, you know, I'm learning all these like script analysis and like all these different things. I was just like, there's so much more that goes yeah. on behind the scenes <laughs> that I didn't know. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's funny how you describe your, your fiddler on the roof, mm-hmm. that, that first moment of, cause it, it suddenly just smacks at that moment. It we really talked did. about late earlier about that. That one moment when it works is like, yes, that entire show too. Like that, that one holds such a special place in my heart. But, um, yeah. And I mean, it's interesting because that character I related to very much, Um, (laughs) but it was, yeah, it was just such a wild experience to go through all of that. And, and I will say too, like the, the homeschooling that I was part of was like a very, again, religious Christian homeschool group. Um, so there was a lot of stuff that was taken out of a lot of the Shakespeare shows that we never did and everything either. Like we barely ever had any romance (laughs) and like, like there was, but you know, barely anything that you're doing there. And then, then going into this secular like world of like theater, it was very much like, Oh, this is like entirely different (laughs) from what I've grown up with. Was it a little culture shock there? It was absolutely (laughs) culture shock, but in the best way. Like I really think I learned a lot. Like, yeah. yeah. And it didn't, it was never anything negative. It was just like, oh, I have to learn all these new things. (laughs) There's more. There's more. Exactly. Yeah. And that was exciting because when I was learning about it and it's when something I love, I just love to learn. Like I'm not a studious, studious person. I did not do well in like high school and college and other areas. But in the areas that I yeah, liked, I really excelled. You are a, a true art nerd. Yep. <laughs> yep. I got a 4.0 in theater classes yes, and a 2.8 general GPA. <laughs> very, very true. That could not be more oh, real. Yeah. After my own heart right there. Mm. <laughs> um, last couple of questions. Yeah. Other than, say, D&D and theater and the performing arts, yeah. is there some art form that you have not dabbled in that you would like to? Hmm. You I, seem to have a lot under your belt. At this point. <laughs> I do have a lot of performing arts, specifically. Um, I think I would really like to... Um, I think I'd like to dabble more in, like, physical art, like, in the sense of, like, painting um, or... Um, I really like uh, clay like clay works, pottery. Really? Um, mm-hmm. My sister is an absolute incredible artist, anything physical and anything creative too. But, but she took like pottery classes and she has her own wheel and everything. And she's been telling me like, you should come try it out. It's very relaxing. Um, and I, done- I haven't done it yet. No, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm scared or if it's just <laughs> like, I haven't had time. Um, but I, I do think I kind of want to dive into that kind of stuff. Maybe some digital art too. I don't, I've never really been happy with any paintings I've done. Um, but I think there's like digital art, like with an iPad okay. that you can do. Just, yeah. And I, I like that. I like being able to kind of rework colors and trace stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was talking uh, to our mutual friend, Justin, mm. and oh, he's Justin. Well, about digital art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's, yeah. And we got into a discussion about, is it art? Because, mm. you know, it's digital and, you know, yeah. And he, his, 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 uh, his take on it was, it doesn't matter what the tools are. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. I subscribe to that for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Now, is there an art form that you know you would never want to try? Mm. I mean, have you... I'll, let, I'll just let you think. Yeah. I'm not going to prompt you. I don't know. That one's very interesting for me because I... Art can be so many different things. Like, Sure. 
I personally, I think most everything that has to do with the arts, I enjoy in some way. Um, I bet you if you started listing some stuff though, I'd be like, oh yeah, no. Um, <laughs> but you know, actually I'm, I'm it's funny. I, I look up and I can see this. I have never been, um, very good with like model, like model work, like putting together like little pieces and okay. things. I love to look at them. Like miniatures? Miniatures and, and things. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I love to look at those, but I could not like do them like I couldn't physically like glue things and like put them on and like that it would just I think it would bore me so much <laughs> like or it would it would frustrate me that I wouldn't be able to get it the way that I could see it in my head <laughs> I think is more I, so yeah I think that's any physical art yes form. <laughs> I know what I want but I know what I want but it never comes out the way I want it to <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> yes yes yeah um but I mean yeah other than that I'm very I, I'm kind of one of the, those people who would, who really likes to try just about anything once. Like yeah. it, there are some things there will be hard lines on, but when it comes to art specifically, you put something in front of me and I'll probably try it. And okay. I might not be good at it, but I will try it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love asking this question because mm. um, I thought I was going to get a list of things that mm. people maybe compare and contrast. Right. Nobody has given me anything solid. Really? Yeah. Like, are you the kind of person that would know? Like, you're like, no, I would never try this or something. Um. Again, off the top of my head, I don't know. Yeah. I like, but I know there are things like I love glass. I love glass. Mm -hmm. I love to watch people glass blowing. Me too. It's but, like one of my favorite hobbies. Yeah. To look at. But I'm asthmatic, and I know I couldn't do it. <gasps> oh, so I know yeah. I would. I wouldn't have the lung power to That's do that. That's a good point. Like, uh. In junior high, I went through band and I, I can't do the wind instruments. Oh, because yeah. I just don't have. So you know, I I you know I played ukulele. And, yeah, I was gonna know, say I'm strings. like I'm learning so much because I did, I did the same. I'm I, I come from a very musical family. Played piano for ten years, um, but oh, I'll still do actually. I took lessons, but I I've never I was never able to do like band or anything with public schools. Sure. So we did like. We did piano and then we had some guitar stuff, but other than that, we've done no other instruments. And I've always wanted to like learn violin or cello or um, trumpet or like something crazy yeah. like that. But I also, <laughs> I also get really bad asthmat asthmatic symptoms and my allergies get really bad. Mm -hmm. And now I'm questioning if I'd be able to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I tried a trombone <laughs> for uh, about a year. <sighs> and it just, <laughs> I just can't do it. Yeah. Just can't do it. Huh. So. And I greatly enjoy glass blowing, but yeah, I don't, um, I, I do not have the strength yeah. or, or the like, um, comfort to do that. Like it'd be so hot because it's, <laughs> there's so much heat with that stuff and it, that would scare me so bad. I watch it and I'm so amazed that they can do it, but I think about me doing it and I'm like, oh no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, no. Same, I'm yeah. too disaster prone. <laughs> if, if I could, if, yeah, if I could get through the windpipe, mm -hmm. I, would, I would do it in a heartbeat. Oh. I could care less what it felt. But I'd give it a shot. But yeah, yeah it's amazing. Oh, too, um, just too uncomfortable for me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, last question. Yes. Uh, is there anywhere we can see some of your art? Oh, um, at the moment, not a whole lot. I mean, you can come to any probably Parkland performance that I'm usually a part of. I'm not in any right now. Um, but um, I, I mean, I would say probably just follow my social medias and I'd post 
every once in a while about my art. Okay. But I do, t- I am hoping to start a, um, actually a D and D podcast with some friends soon. Uh-oh. So once we get that up and running and we, we're, we don't know if we if we're going to do a campaign yet, or if we're just going to talk nerd stuff. <laughs> like, oh, please let we me don't know. know. Yeah. We'll have you on if that's oh, the please. case. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Would love to love to. Um, thank you yeah, thank so you. much. This has been a, <laughs> Fun, fun, fun. I could talk about it for hours. <laughs> really good. <laughs> yeah, this has been great. For, yeah. I, I, like I said, I've been waiting for somebody to start D&D with me. Oh, come on. <laughs> I it, really could. I really could go on all night. Yes, this was lovely. <laughs> we'll lovely, save lovely. your audience, though. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate course. you coming yeah, by. Thank you.